So far, we have heard about Wingate movers and shakers who have created alien projects and economic impact studies and inspired students to serve our local super seniors in very unique ways. But did you know our math department is hard at work to make a difference? One statistic at a time. Our guests today are members of the department and there are movers and shakers on campus, Dr. Caitlin Perry and Dr. Sandy Mills from the math department. Both are pioneers in green energy revolution on our campus and have brought their passion for sustainability and math into their classrooms. So hello, I'm Kathy Wright. I'm the director of the CCG, an associate professor in the religion department, and this is Against the Grain. So today's episode focuses on our Wingate movers and shakers. You will learn how various movers and shakers around Wingate University are working to improve the lives of our students and faculty and staff and community. Our guest speakers, as I just mentioned, are Dr. Caitlin Perry and Dr. Sandy Mills. Do you like going by Dr. Mills and Dr. Perry or just Caitlin or what, how, how would you like us to chat with you? You could call me Caitlin. I'm good with Sandy. All right, so Caitlin and Sandy, we're so excited that you guys are here, and you guys call me Kathy, um, and we're here to discuss your work with the CCG Green Energy Projects um, and how you an- analyze our energy use at Wingate University. But before we get to all these hard things, these hard-hitting issues of, of um, you know, green energy, let's start with some fun facts to help our listeners get to know you better. So Caitlin... What's your favorite math or math-related joke? So a lot of math jokes out there are completely 100% really cheesy. Um, So I was trying to find one that related to the classes that I'm teaching to this semester. So I'm teaching abstract algebra. And so my joke is, why did the mathematician put his null space in the microwave? And the Mm. answer is to make popcorn. Because the null space, another term for that is kernel. Ah. Um, so he's making popcorn. I love it. All you math students out there, and I hope Dr. Uh, Dr. Perry, Dr. Perry, Caitlin, I hope you send it to all your students and they enjoy your, your joke. Because uh, I always know. Will. I you... think we're going to be talking about null spaces next week. So mm-hmm. I'll send that to them. There you go. And they'll have to listen to your podcast. So, yeah. Sandy. I have noticed that you wear some pretty funny shirts that are math related. So what's your favorite funny math shirt? I've actually got one on right now. It's not my favorite, but it is a math shirt. I tend to wear them on Fridays. So, um, but I I was thinking I have a whole lot of them and there are two that are my favorites. One is, it says, um, I see you have graph paper. You must be plotting something. And so that one, that one I like a lot. It has kind of a grid on it. Um, and then I have one that, that a lot of people will ask me about because it says, don't be a, and then there's a, a notation for the third derivative in calculus. And in calculus, the third derivative is jerk. So it says, don't be a, and it has third derivative, but it, but it means jerk. I so think that was the one I saw I you walking down the hall and I almost lost it because, uh, yeah, I used to teach math and I was like, is that what I think it is? 
I, I was quite taken by it. So hence I made this question. So Lacey was like, what should we ask them? And uh, I was like, oh, I've got one for Sandy. Because uh, that's one of my favorites. That's an, so. that's an eight one. <laughs> and I need, I love how you guys bring humor to math. Because often people are either afraid of math or they, they're, you know, nervous or anxious. And you guys make it just so... Uh, relatable and fun. So um, we really wanted to kind of highlight that part of who you are to our, our listeners. So now for both of you, now you guys can jump in. Um, whoever wants to answer, maybe, you know, whoever you want to, to include, but we ask everyone this question. If you were quarantined for at least two weeks with three different celebrities and or famous people, they could be alive or they could be dead. Who would you choose to hang out with and why? So we just said Sandy likes to wear math tees on Fridays. I like to wear band tees on Fridays. Um, So my answer to this would be the band members of the group Boy Genius. It's three people, three women, um, Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, and Lucy Dacus. They're all, you know, separate musicians on their own, but they came together to form this wonderful band, Boy Genius. Uh, So I would like to hang out with them for two weeks, at least two weeks to be quarantined. Um, They could, you know, practice their music, and I would just sit there and listen. It would be amazing. And then I think by the end, I would try to convince them to let me join um, when they do concerts, they wear like matching jackets. So I would, you know, try to convince them to let me have a jacket. We can decorate them together. Um, so that would be my goal. Oh, neat. So what instrument would you play? I um, sing. I play guitar. I play the ukulele. Oh. So I, I feel like I have a lot to bring to the group. Oh, I yes, you're gonna have to perform. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna <laughs> need to sample the the musical genius that you have. That is something that I did not know. So that is so cool. How about you, Sandy? Who who would you bring now? We've got music covered. That's kind of cool. Yes, and that's good because Caitlin and I hadn't gotten together yet, but I played the guitar also, and um, so you know we could we could kind of double up on this. We could we could uh, we could make it a, a five girl group there. I oh, think man. that would work. You guys have like yeah, a band yeah. in the math department. I would say cool. I would say. You know, if somebody asks me what I play or what instrument I play, I say, well, I play a little guitar, and I don't mean ukulele. I mean, I actually play just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so my people are, the, the first one I thought of was um, was Andy Griffith, because I am a huge Andy Griffith fan, and I would love to just pick his brain, and uh, he, I just, it makes me happy to watch that show. I just, I relax and it, and it just makes me happy. So I just love to, to see him um, and spend some time with him. And the other one that I thought about, I was trying to think of a mathy person. I thought, you know, I mean, there's a lot of mathy people that probably, um, that I could, Isaac Newton or Leibniz or somebody, you know, somebody like that. And of course, I would I would spend time with them. But um, I, another one that I thought of was RBG. I just I just would would love to sit and and hang out with her and just see how she feels about all this that's you know going on right now. And um, um, I just really admire her. So that would be another one that I I would like to hang out with. 
Sounds like quite the the space. I I think I want to come. Can I come to your island or your quarantine? Because <laughs> uh, we have music to relax you and energize you. At Mandy Griffith to totally relax you. Do you have one more person that you wanted to? Who would you hang out with, Caitlin? One more. We're going to give you extra just because you're the math department and you're all a little extra. You know, just. Um, I don't know. Do you have a favorite chef or beer master oh, or? I really like um, Gordon Ramsay. I don't want him to like yell at me, but I would love for him to cook for me. He'll be so relaxed after talking to Andy Griffith. You know, he he just won't yell anymore. He just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, it's so nice to get an insight into your lives and your mind. So now for the the green energy stuff. So let's begin. Tell us about your history. And when I say us, I'm, I'm talking about all the Wingate University. Um, so tell us about your history at, at Wingate. How long have you both been here? Um, you know, and you've been moving and shaking on our campus for quite a while. Some, you know, a few, maybe a year or two longer than the other, maybe, you know, maybe a couple of years. Um, and, and maybe if you have a favorite story of something that you've experienced on campus or uh, kind of a really neat student interaction, so maybe we'll start with Caitlin, and then and then Sandy, you can pop in anytime you like. Okay. So I've um, been at Wingate for well, this is my fifth year at Wingate. Um, it feels like I just started, so I still can't believe I'm year five. I just led a winter national trip this past December, January. So we went to Italy, and this would happen right before COVID. So I still am like so thankful that I was able to go pre-COVID. Uh, I, you know, brought 20 some students with me. We studied Italian mathematicians and scientists. Um, we got to see Pisa. We climbed to the top of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Uh, it was just such a wonderful trip. And I got to bring my mom too. Um, she had never, you know, traveled outside of the U.S. So I was like thankful that I could be a part of her first international experience. Um, and then, of course, I can't complain about all the pizza and pasta and Mm. all of the delicious food Wine and, um, oh, I still miss it desserts what was your favorite dessert did you try any yeah well cannolis are always good but one day we got a Nutella cheesecake and I still like dream about it <laughs> it was like so creamy and it was just so delicious I don't know why we only ordered the one should have gotten like 10 and then I brought back my favorite thing from Italy are these little like pieces of chocolate that are filled with espresso Oh, they're so and good. So oh, you've, you've partaken coffee. in some? Uh, I still have some. I, I'm trying to, like, not eat them so fast. Um, so I'm so glad I still have it because it's the perfect, like, pick-me-up in the middle of the day. That's true. That's true. Everybody needs a little pick-me-up. So I, I'm, I'm yeah. glad you got your trip in before all of this because I know uh, Dr. Nyland was going to Italy <laughs> Um, and because of COVID, they, they aren't, they aren't able. So, uh, so no, that's wonderful. And five years, I can't believe, I, I remember the first day, your first day, I've only been here six years. So I feel like we're almost came in this, the same time and it, it's like you blink and five years goes by. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Sandy? When did you get here? Like well, five years, six I, years ago? Like 500 years ago. No, um, <laughs> I, I have an interesting story. I was teaching at the high school level, and um, then I got pregnant with my first child, 
And Ed was, my husband teaches here too in the biology department. And he was already, you know, teaching. And um, he said, well, maybe, you know, while you're out on leave, you could do some part-time adjuncting at at Wingate. And I said, that sounds incredible. And so I started there and I, I did adjuncting. And then I was a visiting instructor for for a couple of years and then um they they said that if i wanted to stay they wanted to wanted me to stay and to become a you know full-time faculty member and but i had to go back to school so it was like five you know three or four years in and um i'd already been teaching at high school for 10 years so I found a, a program in Greensboro that was uh, curriculum and instruction, and that was as close as I could find that was something somewhat related, but I didn't really like it. So um, I stayed in it just so I could you know, keep my position, and then, um, then I found another program later that was part online, and in the summers it was um, traveling to the school, um, and it was a cohort. It was a really, really great program with five different universities involved. And so um, I ended up finishing that with my PhD at Ohio University. Um, That was one of the five universities that was a part of this program. So I've been here all totaled, I think this is my 21st year. You add the the years that I was part-time. And so there's always some some question about how many years I was here because do you count the part time or do you count the at the visiting? What do you count? But anyway, I think it, it's over twenty years. Wow! And so I've loved it. The other question where you ask about, you know, what what stories do you have? Well, I have, I have some funny stories and I have some, you know, some more serious stories. But I always enjoy. Um, in the fall, I haven't been. Oh, of course, we didn't. We weren't able to do it this year. But I always enjoy um, going to the conference, Council of Teachers of Math conference in Greensboro that they have. And it's since moved to. I think next year is going to be in Winston Salem. But it is very good for um, teachers to go to. And I teach the elementary math teachers class, so it's math for elementary teachers. And so. Uh, Dr. Brizendine and I, I sometimes take students with us, and they um, they get to experience some of that um, that conference stuff. So that's always a highlight of uh, getting to to go to that. Now, can I tell a funny story with oh, a student? I, I was just going to say you can't get away without telling a funny story. Um, well, I have to tell. I, I have had some wonderful, wonderful students, and I could name a bunch of those. But I had one student who one um, day he came into class and he said, I, I need to miss class. I cannot stay in your class. And I said, well, why? What's going on? He said, well, I went hunting this morning and I shot a turkey and the turkey is in my car and it's starting to stink and I need to take the turkey home, get it out of my car so, I mean, what do you say to that? Uh, by all means, go take the turkey home. Get it out of your car. I mean, you know, no, you don't need to tell me anything else. I <laughs> totally get that. But uh, that's one I of the funnier it. funnier excuses I've ever, I've ever had. That is unique. I have never heard that one no. before. And I think I would just start laughing and go, absolutely. Well, I, I did. I did. <laughs> uh, just be on your way. <laughs> oh, 
You know, I love teaching at Winget because when I was back in Toronto, I would not get that excuse. Not even close. Like, not not even the same century. Uh, But wonderful. Well, thank you guys for sharing. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment. To move into the next question, I'm, I'm really excited for our listeners to find out, how did you get involved with the CCG? So this is our Movers and Shakers podcast. Um, and and how, how did that initial encounter with the CCG not scare you off, first of all, you know, um, but also led you to the kind of what you're doing in your classes today and this month and, the, you know, within this semester, even even in the midst of COVID, you're still working on some green energy work. Um, both Sandy, Caitlin, just jump on in and, and whoever wants to answer the question, I'd love to I'd love our listeners to find out. Well, I guess I should probably start because it was like my second, third year at Wingate. Um, Kathy approached me in the hall and asked if I wanted to do some, I'm pretty sure you probably called it mathematical magic, uh, to all of this data en- or that energy sounds data like me. that we have. <laughs> and so, like, I had no idea what you were talking about, but I was like, sure, I'll be helpful. I'll look into it. And so you showed me, or at least uh, you told me about the data. And once we were finally able to find it, um, we saw how much data that Wingate University has collected based on energy uses of what six, seven, eight buildings on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, our first thing was like, how do we clean this up? This is so like messy, so hard to read. Uh, so I got some students um, in on this project. They were able to clean up some of the data. We were able to do a couple little projects. Um, and I was working with Dr. Jason Joyner at the time, but Uh, When he left, uh, I asked Sandy to be a part of this because I know Sandy's all about um, energy conservation and she loves statistics. And so I knew she would be perfect um, to join us in this project. So I guess I'll jump in there since that was a good segue there, uh, Caitlin. I, uh, yes, I um, do love all of this with uh, sustainability. I, um, in fact, my daughter kind of got me really involved in more, you know, more thought, being more aware of the sustainability and climate change and, and all that. In fact, I went um, one over spring break um, with her and Ed to um, Al Gore's climate change training. And that was a, a super experience. Um, I really learned a lot there and um, was able to, to work with other people. We had a, a group that we worked with and then Abby, my daughter, was in a, a student group. So um, that was a great experience. And um, that was in Atlanta, so it was close enough where you know we could go and take part in that. And then Caitlin and, and Kathy, you know, but both have said something to me about it, and I thought, this is great, because I think I had mentioned to Kathy that I, I'd been on that training and I was really interested in, in sustainability. And so it worked out great. I was so glad that I got to be got to be a part of it. And we're very excited because there is, as Caitlin, as you said, there is so much data coming in. And you have to do something with it to tell a provocative story as to and, and to promote change in behaviors um, and saving money. And that kind of leads me to our, our next question, because 
our listeners over the last few podcasts kind of know the foundational principles of the CCG. One of the things is what we look at is ecological, social, and economic well-being. So that kind of intersection of all three of those components. Uh, we also take a look at transforming Eastern Union County. And because the Wingate University is in, we reside in Eastern Union County, then we're part of that working to transform. And then we use a participatory process where we engage and we work with students and with faculty and with our partners. And in this case, it's Schneider Electric uh, to, to bring forward this, this green energy project. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about what the project is and how it kind of fits into the CCG? Um, well, our project is mostly getting students involved. So I'm teaching quantitative reasoning, Math 116, and Sandy's teaching uh, the statistics course, Math 209. And so these are both classes that are, you know, mostly freshmen, freshman, sophomore. So we're trying to get students who aren't necessarily like into math and into data, interested in the math and interested in the data because we found that giving students this data about Wingate University makes it a little bit more interesting to them. Um, instead of just picking like a data set from the textbook that has nothing related to their lives. So, you know, we're trying to get students on campus involved. And even part of our project, we asked them, you know, if you wanted to add a policy to Wingate University, if you wanted to change a policy about Wingate University, what would that policy be? I think I found that a lot of students um, say that if we turn off the lights more, we'll probably save more money. Um, so it's I getting get a lot them, of that too. Yeah, it's getting them to think about the energy savings and also the cost savings. And so that's you know mixing up that triple bottom line about the CCG. And that's awesome for them to see themselves in the math that they're doing, like to get them to move from the pure skill of the statistics to. If I turn off my light, because they'll remember, hopefully, the idea is that and and kind of that fraternal correction, we're using a religion term now, but the the idea is they're like, hey, turn off your light. Do you know how much money you're spending? You know, and I found uh, that that was an interesting part of it is like, yeah, you know what? We really should turn off our lights. And I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe we should, you know, and as a parent, I'm always <laughs> turn off that light, please. Come on, turn off the light. We're burning energy. Um, so Sandy, did you find the same thing with your, do you have the similar project, a different, cause you're doing 209. Is there any differences or, um, or yeah, maybe I, um, our process, I guess is different and what we're the, the content uh, of what we do is different, but we're we're both looking at the you know the same data, um, and it's like Caitlin was saying, it's very interesting for them because it's something they can can relate to, and I find that they're often surprised at the differences between the buildings. Why you know you would sometimes they expect one thing and they they see that it's really not that way, and um, so I think they're surprised by that. But I think they really. They really like being able to see real data. And we're always in math, you know, we, we want to try to make it, you know, as applicable as possible. Um, and sometimes that's hard with data sets particularly. And so this really makes it nice that we have the data sets to work with. You know, I have them, uh, I have them do a hypothesis test and then Caitlin does, does other things. But um, it's really nice to have the real data. 
Wonderful. So would you say it's a success? You This is, I think, your second semester you're doing it? Am I correct there? I think this, might, um, this semester might be the third. Third. It's, it's the third. Yeah. Oh, okay. look at you guys. Three semesters in. Tell me, so the surprises, the the uh, student kind of learning you've told us a little bit about, have you changed anything over three semesters? Is there anything that you might change now that we're in COVID? Did you change anything? So each semester, I, um, I know Sandy and I, we've been giving them the data from that current semester. Uh, either it's like the week before, but in the spring, it... Um, one positive thing about COVID, I mean, nothing else, nothing's positive of COVID, was that we could give them data pre-COVID on campus and then during COVID on campus. Um, so we could see, you know, our, the buildings should be saving energy. The buildings aren't being used as often. Um, so the students could see how different the energy use was, like in early March to mid-April. Um, and so I saw that a lot of students were not necessarily surprised at this. There were some buildings that seemed to be the same. Um, like I know, I think Stigall was pretty much the same. And so the students like, you know, had to kind of think why it would be the same. Um, those people who work in Stigall, they probably didn't have that work from home time. Um, whereas like all the students are off campus. Um, so that's something that I think I'll definitely keep up with. But now we have all this data we could do like, a day in October 2020 versus a day in October 2019 um, and start doing some comparisons there. And that's what I'm hoping to do too is some comparison between years. And um, I was going to, I was going to do the pre COVID post COVID, but, but it ended up because of COVID, I didn't get as far in my teaching as I usually do. So I wasn't able to do exactly the same thing I did the first semester. So I altered it a little bit for, for that, but we still did the project and I'm hoping to do um, a little better with that, you know, get it a little further this time and be able to do some, some more comparisons. Wonderful. change gears a little bit and talk about your professional kind of interaction with this because part of the CCGs we want faculty and staff to um, kind of have that opportunity for professional development so tell us I, I think you mentioned to me before that you put in for a presentation an academic presentation at one of your conferences tell us a little bit about that and how it's this can be part of your kind of professional career here at uh, Wingate. Well, this past January, I went to the Joint Math Meeting, which is the national conference for mathematicians. And this year, it was in Denver. And I presented on um, just this project that we've been giving our students. Um, so I showed the people who came, the data that we were presented with. Um, I showed the different questions I asked students. Um, and then I, you know, showed, well, the students are making graphs out of the data, they're calculating averages, they're calculating um, medians and ranges. And so I was just kind of giving them, it was a short presentation, so I couldn't go too much in depth, uh, but I just showed them what we were doing and then also some goals for the future. What else could we do with the students? And then I applied to give um, a similar talk in 
uh, in January 2021, and I got accepted. It's in a math modeling and sustainability um, conference presentation group. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, I think I might go more into the math modeling, maybe talk to Sandy about her hypothesis tests and see if we can do any sort of like predictions, like if there's any sort of regression with the data, can we predict anything for the future? Um, so I'm really excited about that. Only three of us, only three people got chosen for that um, presentation awesome. group. So that something to look forward to. Awesome. I'm so, and it's virtual so I can like say my PJs and present. Yeah, that's, I was going to ask you, is it virtual? Do you have to go anywhere? And uh, now math in your PJs really appeals to me, you know, and, uh, <laughs> And um, I, I have not presented anywhere yet. Um, I'm hoping to do some things with Caitlin, but I uh, am kind of feeling out where what the best the best venue for what I have. And, and I always go, like I say, to that Council of Teachers of Math conference. And I also usually go to the Association of Math Teacher Educators. And when I went to that last time, um, I think that might be a good spot for some you know, presentations. So uh, I was just kind of trying to figure out where where it would fit in the best place to to uh, to present. Wonderful. And do you think like to give advice to anyone out there going, I've got an idea, but I'm not sure if it's part of my professional development, like to work with the CCG, because sometimes people think what we do is we do hands on service and that's it. But we are definitely trying to do professional development so that the faculty and staff, this is part of their their promotion as well. Any advice would you give anyone kind of on campus kind of holding back and saying, I've got an idea, but I'm not sure if it's part of my professional development or I might not have time to, to do this. Would you give them, do you see yourselves writing any academic papers or like anything that's part of our, our kind of promotion and security kind of? track any advice well i definitely you know thought that way as well um you know this is just a fun thing that i'm doing in my class hope, hoping that the students get something out of it but especially at this time um there's more projects out there about you know sustainability um there's easy easier ways to connect to that like i'm i would love for sandy and i to write a paper together and um, finding a journal might be a little tricky, but there's, you know, you know, Kathy's there, there's other people there that are here to help, um, to help find those things. Um, so I, you know, once I saw that um, session on the math modeling and sustainability, that's what really clicked. Like there's things out there, there's people out there doing this research already. So these are people that we could collaborate with like in the future. Wonderful. And about journals and that, one of the things that we do in the CCG is we're offering, we're going to be offering some writing workshops. So we will have a whole list of different, more applicational journals. So you might be in, in microbiology, but then there would be other journals that allow for modeling and sustainability and environmental bio, or there's a lot of interdisciplinary journals, but it's hard for individuals to find them, like to, to take that energy. We would rather you focus your energy on the students and the project and let us help with um, the component of finding. So, um, and it's true, like it takes a lot of energy to be student-centered and that is what Winget, that is the beating heart of Winget. So if you, if we at the CCG support professional development, it's a win-win for everybody. Any advice you have, Sandy, or? Well, I, I was going to say something about the resources also that, that are available to make sure that we, 
you know, take advantage of, of the resources that are around us. And I know you just mentioned about, you know, we want you to, to stick with the students and be, um, make sure that, that you're student centered. And um, honestly, I mean, this semester, I have had very little time to do um, anything other than teach and prepare. So it, it is, you know, really, really nice to uh, have resources and other people who will help me find the places where, I, uh, you know, the, the things that I'm doing would plug in. Um, that would take some, you know, some things off my plate and, and uh, make it much easier. It's music to my ears because to me, that's my experience is if we don't need every single person finding the journals. We can have one person finding the journals and finding the areas we want you to focus on what, how can you incorporate these initiatives and projects and ideas into your course so you're student driven and it's also part of your prep. So it's already part and parcel of what you're doing. Um, but you are making a difference in Eastern Union County. You're using a much more interactive participatory process and you have a whole team working with you on this. So we're very excited you're part of the CCG family. And in the time of COVID, the economic component of what you're doing is really important because if we make our campus more energy efficient, we will have more funds. We will lower the operational costs. If we get students to turn the lights off, we lower the operational costs, which means more money can be funneled into student-centered teaching and people and, and in other areas. So uh, what you're doing is good transformative work. Um, so we have advice for faculty out there that might want to get involved, but do you have any advice for students who might want to get more involved and say, I am so passionate about this. How do we, how do I get involved with these green energy projects or do, do more of the work that they began in your class? Like, is there any second step for them? Well, like we said, there's so much data. There's so much to analyze that we're only giving our students really just like a, a tiny little piece of all of the information that we actually have. Um, so if they're interested in this data, if they're interested in like energy savings, like Sandy and I could definitely help um, them reach any of their goals that they have, any questions that they have, we can you know definitely figure it out. And you know we're only dealing with energy savings. I think next step we could analyze some cost savings as well. And so like I said, there's just so many projects that we could do based off of this data. And so yeah, if they. If they're interested in it, just we're we're happy to work with them. And I think it's it's uh, something that's very accessible. It's uh, you know use that phrase low hanging fruit. I don't know if that's uh, I don't really like that phrase, but it's it's something that's accessible to the students. I think they they would be able to do all kinds of different things with that data without having to know, you know, the, the higher mathematics, um, you know, and be a, wouldn't necessarily have to be a math major and um, they could still plug in, I think. Do you hear that, all student listeners out there? If you're passionate about green, if you're passionate about energy changing, if you're passionate about making the Wingate campus a, a better place, a more cost-effective and green place, then reach out to Dr. Perry or Dr. Mills by email anyway, um, or you could just reach out to myself, Kathy Wright, in the CCG. So ladies, do you have any final thoughts, any, any gems or anything you want to tell our listeners before we sign off? Well, kind of a final goal that, I, that I'm really interested in is, is, and I'm sure, Kathy, you are a completely green campus, you know, by 
you know, by a certain a year. And um, so I think that, you know, with the, the work of the CCG, that that's a, um, a major step in the right direction toward court getting that. Amazing to be a fully green campus. Um, but I guess start everyone turn off their lights. <laughs> yes. Yes. You don't have to wait for these huge institutional changes. Every once in a while when it's cold outside, I see windows open. Close your window. Take the sweater off. Take the comforter off if you're hot. Don't open the window with your heater on. So we can do institutional changes, but only you can do those individual behavioral <laughs> changes that, that will make the world a better place, especially our world. So thank you, Caitlin and Sandy, for taking so much time out of your busy schedule to come and talk to our listeners and all the people. Um, We're very excited for the work that you're doing, and we're very glad that you're part of the CCG family. And for all our listeners out there... Thank you. You are so welcome. I should always stop and do that. You know, I, I always continue too fast. So um, you are so welcome. I'm so glad I bumped into you in the hall. I still remember Jason Joyner was almost bouncing in his office. He was so excited to work with as many numbers as possible. And then next door was you, Sandy. Um, and I was like, hey, are you oh, interested? And it was so much fun because that little corner of the world, it was like the math gurus were right there and you guys were just as excited as I was Um, and so we can't we couldn't have done it without you and all I know is for tracking and reporting remember we were in Panera for like three hours Caitlin and we figured it all out I I think that was the most intense math session I've had since I taught math uh, back in high school but uh, it was wonderful so thank you for everything you do for our campus thank you thank you So stay tuned, listeners, for some more exciting Against the Grain episodes where we focus on sowing the seeds of change in Eastern Union County. Bye!